Hi, and welcome to the podcast, Aligned with Paige Schmidt, helping you to become the you you want to be and feel calm while becoming her. Hello, and welcome to another episode. Today is a special day because it is Mother's Day, and particularly my first Mother's Day. As I record this episode, I want to set the stage for you of what it looks like over here right now in this moment. I have Sayla in my lap and she just woke up like 15 minutes ago. It's 7.54 a.m. as we're recording this and so she is having a bottle. Before I go any farther, I want to let you know that this episode, I'm going to be calling it like a living room episode. As in, if you are listening to this, imagine that you are sitting in my living room with me as I'm holding Sayla, feeding her, um, being with her. There is a baby here. Babies make lots of sounds and noises and sometimes gross ones. And so all of that will be present in this episode, just as if you were sitting in the living room with me. So if those noises offend you or gross you out, or you don't like to hear them on podcasts, this is not the episode for you. I would move on to the next one right now. But if you are a mom yourself, if you do not mind all those noises, if you want to hear and um, experience all of the baby things with me, then you'll love this episode. And I think it'll be really special to have Sayla's little squeaks and sounds um, right here with us. Also, I'll be turning my head back and forth from the microphone just to look at her and check in with her. She's in my arms. So if the um, audio sounds a little bit different today, that is why too. But here we are, first Mother's Day. So many emotions as many of you know, listening, I lost my mom in 2017. Um, she was diagnosed with cancer in 2016 and they gave her a year to live. And she literally lived a year to the day from that diagnosis. So also along with all the baby sounds of this episode, there might be some tears. So I hope you're okay with that. Um, I'm just letting this be the realest of the real episodes. It's just gonna be whatever it is. Um, so my mom lived exactly a year to the day from the day that she was diagnosed, February 11th, 2016 to February 11th, 2017. And I miss her so much. I definitely have missed her this last week. Probably, gosh, I could say more than I have ever missed her. I miss her so much all the time. But knowing what it is like now to love my own child and my own daughter specifically, I now know what she meant when we would be laying in bed together during that year. And she would just tell me that she was so sad to leave me. I think I was about 25. I might be getting that wrong um, in that time. And she just felt like it's way too early. And as her daughter, I kept reassuring her because I knew she had no choice. Like, mom, it's okay. It's okay. I'm going to be okay. I promise. I'm so glad that I got these amazing 25 years with you and of course devastated that I wouldn't have her anymore, but kept trying to reassure her that I would be okay. Um, But now I just see it from another view as well that for her, it's like, oh my gosh, but I don't want to leave my baby. You just have so, so much love for them. Um, So I know that's how she felt. And that's really hard for me to understand that feeling from her now because I just understand her pain on a new level. But I am a Christian and I 
believe with all of my heart that she is in heaven with Jesus and with her mom and that she is looking down at us every single day, every single moment. She told us that us being my whole family, that we would see her in rainbows and she sends rainbows every single day. Every house that I have lived in since she passed away has had rainbow reflections all over it. I'll be getting ready in the bathroom or doing dishes in the kitchen, or I'll walk through the front door and there will be rainbow reflections on the floor. And it's just the most magical thing. And then she told me specifically that I would see her in my children. So now having Selah, I just look at her and she is literally the light of my life, the best gift I have ever been given. And I see my mom too, which is amazing. And I'm so thankful that she told me that because now every time I look at little Selah, like I'm looking at her right now, I get to also see my mom. And by the way, you guys, as I'm looking at her right now, her eyes are looking a little more green today. They're very blue, but all babies are born with those bluish gray eyes. Um, And I have green eyes and Marco has blue eyes and everybody's been saying they think they'll stay blue. But I don't know. As I'm looking at them right now, they're looking a little greenish. So we will see. But... Like I said, I know my mom is with us. I also believe that from the moment that we are born and even before we are born, God knows the number of our days. And I believe that he fulfills all of our, our whole calling, all the love we needed to pour out to people, everything that we needed to be in the number of our days that we have. So as my earthly self feels that it's so not fair to not have my mom here and I want her here and I want her to love on Selah and I know how helpful she would be and how much she would love Selah and how much she would support me and listen to me and also just tell me to lighten up (laughs) because she was so good at that. I also know that her mission in life, her calling the plan for her life was fulfilled in her 63 years of life. I feel like I'm getting all the ages wrong today. (laughs) So pretty sure it was 63 years. Um, I always have to ask Marco that it's like asking your spouse, like, wait, I I'm 30, right? Although I'm not 30 yet. I am 29. I will be 30 this year. Um, so yeah, I am a mom now, and that is so crazy. I get to enjoy this day in such a different way than I ever have before. Um, Growing up, my dad used to refer to this day as Mother-Daughter's Day, and I'm going to have to call him later and ask him if that was okay with my mom, (laughs) because I'm realizing now that Mother's Day is really supposed to be about the mom and not just, yes, that she is a mom, but also seeing just the human woman that she is seeing her, um, not just seeing, Oh, look at these amazing little great miracles that you created, which babies and kids are, uh, but also seeing the mom, seeing her effort, her work, the love that she's putting in. Um, So for any mom listening to this, I see you, you are so amazing at what you do. It is mother's day. So we're acknowledging our roles as mothers, but wow, I just want you to know how much I acknowledge the 24 seven role that you have. There's never a break. Even when there is, you're still thinking about your babies. They're still a part of you. It's this new identity, which I will talk about today. It's so wild. So I want to share a few of my favorite things about my own mom, best memories and things growing up, my favorite things about her raising me. (laughs) Got some background toots. Hope you guys caught those. (laughs) Um, So my favorite thing about her is that The first thing I think of and that anyone thinks of when we think of her is love. 
I just see this huge, big, bold, lettered, all capital sign flashing in my mind when I think of her, of love. Her siblings literally called her Dottie Love. Sayla just finished her bottle, so let me sit her up, see if she'll do a little burp. Hi, sister. I wish everyone could see you and your little jam jams. You gonna do a little burp? Let's see. She's almost two months now, and I guess they say they burp less. Hi, as they get a little older. Here, I'm going to turn you towards the mic so everyone can hear you, too. This is your episode, too. You know that? Maybe we'll just start calling it Mother's Daughter Day, Mother Daughter's Day for us, too. You think you would like that? Her love, which is so precious and so true for her, my mom was the most loving human on the face of the earth. At least that's how I felt because I felt so loved by her all the time. She was so just great at when we would get hurt or when we needed some love. We'd go right up to her and she'd just hug us and she was so calming and just wanted to let us know like you're okay you'll be okay somehow whenever I was with my mom I always knew that I would be okay and that I was safe and that's such an incredible feeling and I know that not everybody gets that and has that and I know that I am so lucky to have gotten to experience that with my mom good job Sayla Sayla over here Dottie and my children just lightening up the mood um good job sister did that feel good I bet that feels good uh I also loved the memory of I don't know how old I was maybe like 10 my mom asked me one day, she said, do you, do you want to do something fun tonight? Just me and you. And I thought, yeah, that sounds great. And so she called a comfort Inn, which is totally my family style of hotel, not Marco's. We always tease about this, that he's the one that has to book hotels because I book ones that he is not used to. (laughs) So he books the hotels now so that we get nice experiences and nice stays. Um, But she booked us the Comfort Inn in like the next town and we went over there. Hold on, got to pick up the pacifier. Okay, here's your pacifier. See, I told you this would be a living room episode. Here's your passy. I called it a a faffy when I was little, so that's what we call it for her, a faff. But we got to the hotel, we unloaded our stuff, and then we went and picked up Panda Express and brought it back to the hotel. We ate it at the little table, um, and then we, after we ate dinner, we put on our bathing suits, and we went um, in the jacuzzi, and we just hung out in the jacuzzi and had a mother-daughter day, and it was such a good memory, and I will always remember it as something I was so thankful for because... Um, you dropped your faff again, uh, because it was so spontaneous and fun and it was the first time we had ever done that. And I just loved it. It was so exciting. Uh, hi, sissy. I might have to pause this episode actually and go change her. What do you think? Or do you need more in your bottle? I pumped this morning because I woke up at 6 a.m. and was super full. And so when I'm super full, she won't nurse well. It's like your your boobs are too hard. And so I pumped and gave her a little bottle. And I gave her a full little bottle of full four ounces, but she still seems like she might be hungry. We'll see, huh? Let's see. So loved that spontaneous memory. It was so fun. And I also love the memory of me getting to sleep with her when my dad would go to work. So my dad was a firefighter and he worked out on an island and um, he would leave for like three to five or six if he was working overtime days at a time. And on the nights that he got to um, got to go to work on <laughs> the nights that he went to work, I got to sleep with my mom, which I always looked forward to 
And it was between me and my brother Chase who got to sleep with her. And I remember he was five years older than me. And so he didn't care as much to sleep with my mom as I did. So he would always bribe me um, by on the car ride to school. He would say, if you let me sit in the front seat, I'll let you sleep with mom tonight. Like if it was one of his nights that he got to sleep with mom. So literally every single day I would switch him and he would sit in the front seat. I could care less about the front seat. I just wanted to sleep with my mom at night. (laughs) So those were the best, um, Except my poor parents, on the nights that my dad was home, I often asked to sleep in their room and would lay a fold and go at the foot of their bed and try and sleep with them. <laughs> I, what can I say? I just loved them so much. They're so lucky. <laughs> um, what else are some of my favorite things with my mom? Man, there's so many things that I understand differently about her now. Oh, like I was telling a friend the other day when we would go camping, she would spend a lot of time inside the camper and she'd like watch the news and stay in her PJs and have coffee. And before I had Selah, I was like, why would you do that? You're camping. Hi, sister. Yeah, I love those sounds. Oh, I wish everybody could see you. You just got the biggest smiles. You loving this? You having so much fun? <laughs> I love you. <laughs> There's your bath. Oh, I love her. Um, now that I have Sela, I'm like, oh, you know, before I was like, why would you stay in the camper? Why wouldn't you go outside and be in nature and be with your family. And I'm like, wow, when her kids were outside playing and entertained on their bikes and having a blast and she knew they were taken care of and entertained, she probably just wanted a break. <laughs> so I understand it differently now. You dropped your little passy again. You guys, two month old babies. Love, well mine, loves her pacifier but does not hold it well. Right? So I got to pick it up for you all the time. All the time, my little Muffy. Um, hi. My friend Jess asked us the other day what nicknames we have for her, and we call her Muffy. We call her Pizza. <laughs> we call her Say-Say. Um, What else do we call you? Little Munchkin? Oh, little Sneeze. You just did a little Sneeze. Little Snooze. Lots of things, whatever feels right in the moment. So those are some of my favorite things about my own mom. I love her. I miss her so dearly. I wish she was here, but I know that I will get to see her again one day. And that gives me hope. So let me answer a couple questions that people sent in about um, being a mom for this episode. Hold on, sissy. I'm actually going to take a little pause, go change her diaper, and come right back. Okay, my friends, we are back. We got some more bottle, which I'm about to give her right now. Here's Hela. She's my little intuitive eater. She just lets me know when she's still hungry. It's funny because the recommendation for her weight right now is like two and a half ounces or three ounces per feeding. And right now she's about to take down six. So I don't question it. I just listen to her little cues. And if she has had too much, she will let me know because she's a baby and she can burp it up. Um, We also had the other daughter join us. Little Abby wanted to come in from outside and sit in the office with us for the Mother's Day episode. And she's sitting next to us just cleaning, cleaning herself and laying down. Huh, Abby? Do you know that you're on the podcast today too? Can you give me a woo-woo? No, you're just going to be quiet because you're such a good girl. Yeah, you're so good. I love you. Oh, she's embarrassed. She covered her face with her hand and she's laying down. So back to the scene, the living room scene. Abby is laying on the rug next to us. Sayla is in my lap. She's finishing her bottle. And I am sitting here with my mic recording this to all of you. I also have my coffee and there will be coffee sips in this episode. Um, Okay, on to the questions that people sent in. 
So the first says, hold on one second. Sayla, I have to take your bottle. I have to grab my phone and my coffee. I know I'll give it right back. There you go, baby girl. Okay, it says question for your next episode. As a new mom, what are some ways or recommendations you have to make sure that you don't lose your own individual identity? Asking for a friend, winky face. (laughs) I understand this so much and I only understand it now after having Sayla. I want to maybe try and describe how... I thought of this before I had her and then describe my current experience. So before I had Selah, I'm realizing that I had a lot of ideas about what motherhood would be like or feel like or things I would care about or wouldn't care about. And a lot of those things are so different. I realized that maybe I had some judgments about those things non-intentionally. Um, non-intentional judgments because now just being a mom, I'm like, wow, it is a different ride once you are in it. So what I thought before about this was, well, I'll just have Marco hold her. And when Marco's holding her, like I'll go do the things that allow me to feel like myself, like take a shower and do my work and I'll have full work days because he's going to take 50% of the responsibility, right? And I will, all my work will be exactly the same. Um, I'll still exercise. I'll still do the things that are meaningful to me. I'll still cook. I can cook dinner. He'll just hold her. Um, And I kind of had this idea that he would just hold Selah and I would continue to do the things that I did before. And then I would hold her and he would continue to do the things he did before. But I did not account for, um, there's not that much time in one day. Hi, baby girl. Are you telling me you're full or would you still like to have this? You just wanted me to look at you? Okay. Um, there's just not that much time in one day. Okay, maybe you're full. Here, let's pick you up and see if you have a little burp. Want to say hi to everybody? Would you like to say hi? You're right next to the mic. Here, let's put you right next to it so you can make some noise. Do you have any noise to make? Miss Sela? I think you might have a burp coming. What do you think? Here, let's put you up here and try to give you a little burp. She finished almost that whole bottle, but let me know she was done. There's maybe half an ounce left, huh? Do a little burp, baby girl. Oh, you're getting tired. We'll give you your faff and you can do a little night-night right here, huh? But like this, you guys, these moments right here. I'm pausing what I'm talking about so that I can set her bottle down, pick her up, try to get her to do a little burp. There you go, baby. Good job. Now I'm going to lay her back down in my lap. Hi, sweetie. Look, I'm going to hold you right here. I'm going to actually pick up a pillow. Hold on. Okay. Here we are. Putting a pillow under her so that it's easier to hold her. And there's your faff. She's acting like she's going to gag. Sometimes you do that when I give you your pacifier, huh? Let's try again. Let's try again. There you go. Look at that. Is that yummy? Do you want it? Yeah, you talking to us? I love that talking. I love when you talk to us. It's so fun, huh? Okay. She has her passy. We'll see if she keeps it. But just like that, it's not just holding her and the other person goes and does something. It's a constant taking care of her. And it's amazing when I say that, like there's nothing else I would rather be doing than having her right here in my lap. And I am so grateful for her. So grateful to be her mom. I'm mostly saying that, um, 
for anyone who is listening who maybe wants to be a mom or isn't a mom yet and is thinking like, oh my gosh, that sounds terrible or that sounds really hard. Um, I always want to make sure that I emphasize and let people know that that's not a complaint. That is just an explaining of what it's like. That's just what it's like, huh? To have a little babe. To raise a little baby, you take a lot of attention. Okay? What do you need? Do you want to look at this little guy? Look, he's got colors. Oh, come here, sweetie. Come here. You want to do a little bouncing? I wish everybody could see you. You look so, so sweet. So, um, there, it's, it's, oh, good burp. Is that what you needed to get out? Good job. Oh, now you look nice and relaxed. I think you just needed to get that burp out. Okay, let's try to lay you down again. Um, so the identity, there is a new identity. There is no longer the old identity. And what that does not mean is that you aren't yourself anymore. You're still totally yourself, totally yourself. You have (laughs) the same hi food preferences you if you liked your house clean before you still like your house clean if you liked hi you smiling i love you if you liked to get dressed before you still like to get dressed you're still the same person it's not like you lose yourself um but it is in my experience like some things just become less important Um, And for me, one of those things is that I no longer am trying to, and this is such a learning curve for me, and this is very hard. I'm not trying to make it sound like this is easy. Um, I no longer am trying to like see what is the maximum amount, amount that I could get done in a day. And honestly, looking back, I'm like, it would be so great to like when my husband comes home, he's going to see that I did all these things today. We are, I can't believe I didn't tell you guys this yet, but for mother's day, we are going to a place called Cava Robles in Paso, Paso Robles, California. It's on the central coast where we live and we're renting this little, um, cottage. It's like a little tiny home and they've got pools there that are like resort style pools. I got cleared to be in the water so I can get in my bathing suit and go in the pool. I just cannot wait. I picked up my favorite beer from a local brewery mama's going to have some beer. (laughs) Um, and we're just going to have a great time. And I am so, so excited. But, uh, Marco asked me this morning, he's like, did you get the truck packed up? And I wanted to be like, who do you think I am? You think I had time to get the truck packed up? I love you so much, Marco. You know that I would be explaining this to you in the same way. Um, and he was like, no, babe, I didn't expect you to get the truck packed up. I just, you mentioned that you might do it. It was literally just a question. (laughs) And, but before I had her, I would have totally had that whole truck packed. I would have been ready to go. I would have had the house clean, the laundry folded, Um, because I am an achiever. My Enneagram is an Enneagram three. It is the achiever. And I get so much gratification out of achieving things. But instead, what I achieved last night was keeping a baby alive, (laughs) feeding myself some dinner. And I did get to clean up a little bit while she took a nap. I like vacuumed and did the toilets and stuff. And that did felt good, feel good for my achiever heart. Um, but then I was just with her when she woke up and I fed her, gave her a bath, got her to bed. And then when she went to bed, I had to pump and then I had to get, hi baby. Let's see. We got to pause again because we got to see what you need. You kind of look like you're still hungry. Here, let me see if you'd like any more of this bottle. There you go, sweetie. There you go. <clears throat> and I had to get my pump parts cleaned 
and then just like pick up normal stuff from the day. And then it was time for me to prioritize brushing my teeth and getting to bed. So my old achiever self used to try and achieve all of the like packing and getting the house cleaned and doing all the things that I thought would be super impressive and make me an impressive wife. Right. And now it's like, she is the priority. And then my self-care is a priority and I just don't try and do as much in a day and that's okay. And when I say it's okay, it doesn't mean it's comfortable or that I'm comfortable with it or that I like it. Hi, sweet monkey. Come here. I love you so much. Let me try and pat you back a little. Yeah, there you go. So I have lost my old identity in the sense that before I was only me. And now I am... Oh, good burp. That was so good. Now I am me and a mom. And those things are one in the same. So when people see me now, they see a mom. And what I'm trying to learn is that that doesn't mean that they don't see me because it can feel like that sometimes. It can feel like somebody looks at you and they look right past you and they're like, oh my gosh, the baby, you know, send me pictures of the baby. Let me see the baby. The baby's so cute. And that is of course so exciting because you love your baby so much. And I totally want to show her off. And I show you guys photos of her on Instagram. Like I love her and it's so fun sharing her with you. I love that people are excited for her. Um, and you can get to some points where you're like, (laughs) you're like, Hey, I'm still here. Are you still proud of me? Do you still like me? Do you still see me? And that might sound so silly, but I know, I know that other people will understand that. Um, and I'm really in a phase right now where I'm trying to get used to that and it's kind of hard. And with my hormones changing and leveling out, like that's kind of hard, um, makes me a little emotional again to talk about because it's just, it's just a change from before. And before I had so much time that was just my own to do whatever I wanted and do whatever I wanted to make me happy. And, um, I still have that today in a way, but it's, it's not just me. It's let's do something that will make us happy. So let's go to the beach And instead of just making a coffee and hopping in my car with my chair and going down to the beach and maybe grabbing Abby and her leash, I am grabbing my coffee. I am making sure that I pumped before we go so that my boobs aren't too full. Um, I am getting her baby carrier. I'm getting her blankets to make sure she's covered in the sun. I am making sure that she has diapers and that when I change her, I have a little changing pad for her. Um, all of the things, which you guys, this is not a complaint. This is like, I'm so thankful that I can do this. This is what I've dreamed about for years. And I'm just sharing with you what it is like, um, and what the change feels like. So even on our little trip this weekend, the way Marco and I do our schedule, which is one of the questions also that was sent in is he works half the week and I work half the week. And then we switch. So right now on our little trip to Kava, it's still my half of the week to be working. So tomorrow I will be scooting away for um, not too much time, but like four hours or so of the day to work and meet with clients. And again, so grateful I get to do that. And it's such a change. I'm not used to, um, as he said it, I was describing to him the other day, Uh, what I was feeling and experiencing. And he goes, babe, and he meant this lovingly. He's like, I don't think that you're used to having to work while other people are having fun. And I was like, whoa, that is the freaking truth because I have owned my own business for, I've owned this business for 10 years. And before that I nannied and did childcare and I worked so much back then that I was definitely used to Um, having to miss out on things when other people were having fun because every job was like my survival at that time. It was like, I I have to say yes to every single job because if I don't, what if I don't get another job and then I don't have money to pay my bills for the month? That's how it used to feel. It doesn't feel that way anymore. 
Um, but for the last 10 years, maybe five of those years since my business has been more established, um, I pretty much don't have to miss out when there's something fun going on. And what a blessing that is, I can see. Oh my goodness, Tutu. Did that feel good? She's smiling so big. Wow. Wow. Everyone's going to be so proud of you. <laughs> um, but that's changing now because my off days are like, I mean, Marco's off days are my days to do things for me, to schedule dentist appointments, hair appointments, to schedule my work, all of that. And then his, um, his work days are my days with her. And neither of us has a full day to ourselves or much time to just ourselves, other than when we're just helping each other. Um, and we do look at the calendar and he'll say like, Hey, I really want to wash the cars at this time. He loves washing cars. It's like his art. Um, and I will make sure he has time to do that. Or when he wants to go to the gym, I'll make sure he has time to do that and vice versa. So I just got cleared for exercise and I, a few times a week now will go to the gym, um, and run on the treadmill with just myself, turn my music up so loud feel it, just have that break. It feels so good. He will make sure I can get a shower and get ready for the day. So we do trade off those things. Um, but so to this question, this is a very long answer to this question. What are some ways or recommendations that you make sure you don't lose your own individual identity? I think it's letting go of the previous identity and being open to your new identity and for me, it's coming to terms with the fact that my new identity is a mom. It's me and I am a mother. And those are kind of one in the same, kind of like when you get married and you become one with your spouse, pretty much exactly like that, actually. Um, oh my God, all the noises for the podcast told you guys, this is a living room episode. I hope you're here for it. Sayla sure is. She is so here for it. Um, so I am learning that new identity, but the other thing that I'll say is for me, it really helps to recognize what are the few most important things for me right now. So for me, a daily shower is so important to my mental health and to my body image and my self image and my feeling good, a shower, putting my hair in a clip. Most days I wear my Lulu's and I love them and I'm comfortable with them. And that is what I choose. Um, but like a clean, fresh outfit. And even that is, even if that's your workout clothes and, um, I love wearing them because I feel like I can bend down easy with her. I can take her for walks in the middle of the day. I'm comfortable. I can, run errands, right? We can go to the beach. We can do whatever we want. If I am comfortable, if I feel like I'm rearranging myself and fixing some super cute, but not comfy outfit, then it's not as great. So, um, clean clothes, a shower, sleep, making sure I get something to eat and, um, movement, exercise, being out in the sun. Those are all the things personally outside of work that are so important to me that I prioritize. And then in terms of like picking up and having my environment nice, because I like and value that too. Here you go, sweetie. I am trying to learn to just do that once or twice a day instead of feeling like I have to pick up all day long because there's so many things that I'm getting out and back in and all of that throughout the day that I could clean up 1800 times a day. So I'm trying to learn that it is okay for some things to be laying around through the day and that I can pick up, do a 15 minute pickup during a nap or, um, at night, right? We don't have to clean all the time. Huh? So I would encourage you to just find those few things that are really important to you and do those. And if you're trying to work on, I'm in a different, I might be in a different season than you. I have a two month old newborn who naps a lot. Um, and this is my first time ever being a mom. I'm only two months in and I know that I have so much more to learn and experience. And there are probably so many things that I still don't understand, um, that many of you 
have already experienced because you've had kids a lot longer. So I totally acknowledge that. Um, that has been one huge lesson, by the way, that I'm learning as a mom is that when people say we like with anything, not just with being a mom, with work, with all of the, um, social justice things that have been going on in the world. When people say we don't understand if we haven't experienced exactly what they're experiencing, I am learning that that is just so true. And I'm trying to acknowledge so much more like, Hey, I don't know what you're experiencing. I have never been through that, but I am here for you. And I want to listen and learn and try and understand, even though I don't know your experience, because I'm learning that before being a mom, I had no idea what it was like to actually be a mom, even though I did years of babysitting and all of that. Um, not no idea, but it's just different. That's all I can say. It's really different to experience it full time. Um, where was I, Sayla? What was I talking about? Oh, what's important to you? So just thinking of the few things that are important to you and trying to prioritize getting some of those things done. Um, I am continually learning my new identity. I have not figured that out yet, and I am sure I will be forever figuring it out. Oh, what else I wanted to say was that if you're trying to like find something for yourself, like I know a lot of moms that I've worked with have gone through a season where it's like, okay, my kids are in school or, um, they graduated or they're going away to college. Now I want to find something for me. How do I find that new identity? I don't know yet because I have not gotten there. Um, but give yourself so much grace and maybe just choose one thing and focus on it just a little bit each day. Try it out. Don't feel the pressure to get it perfectly or know exactly what your new identity is going to be. Just chip away at it little by little each day. Find what feels good. That would be my encouragement. Again, I have not experienced that yet, so I don't know the answer. Um, But that would be my encouragement. And just know that I see you and it is so normal to have to be finding your own identity again. The next question was, how do you deal with mom guilt when you take time for yourself? I'm struggling a little bit with this. This was a brand new mom, just like me, who sent this in. And um, I asked a few more questions about what this meant. And she shared, like, if the baby's napping or if the the baby's with dad, uh, she can feel a little guilty when she's, like, going to take a shower or going for a walk by herself. And what I would say to that, how do I deal with that, is I feel the guilt I recognize that it's normal. I can't just make that emotion go away, but I recognize it's not something to feel guilty about. And I remind myself that it's important and it's okay. And I will be back with my baby. And when I get back with my baby, I will be so happy to be back with her and that my mental health is extremely important. And I try and remember what it's like when I don't have that time for myself And I don't feel as good sitting there with her. That's when my hormones hit me really hard or just the overwhelm hits me really hard. And honestly, sometimes I will just sit and cry. Um, And that's okay too. It sucks. I don't like it. I don't like feeling sad. It's not a preferred emotion. But I know as I teach that I have to allow for all of the positive and the hard emotions too. And I have to feel them out when they come. Otherwise, they will stick around way too long and take over. Um, But when we feel them and just process them, that's when they can pass. So I have felt the same guilt. I don't know exactly what it is. um, But just know that it's nothing that needs to turn into shame or that needs to continue to stick around. Just feel it, notice it and say, you know what? I might feel guilty sometimes when I take a walk, but I'm still going to take a walk. I'm deciding that this is okay. Even if little feelings of guilt pop up, that is how I move through that myself. Another question was, have you had strong nesting urges? Do you miss home ownership now that you are a mom? And then, um, she also said how important has it felt to feel settled or has it been to feel settled quote unquote now that Sayla is here um I would say this is much 
more of a challenge or desire for Marco. Like he really misses home ownership. He definitely wants to own a home. We are renting a home right now. Um, he definitely wants to own a home. He's always on Zillow every single day, looking at houses in our area, sending them to me. He's like, let's redo our pre-approval. Let's start working with a realtor. Let's get a house. He really wants to have a home to feel settled and secure. I love the house that we're renting. (laughs) It's like in the Hills, it's three bedrooms. It's big. We have trees everywhere. So every single time I look out a window, I see blue skies and trees. I love the neighborhood. It's super hilly. Um, so the walks through the neighborhood are so great. They're like peaceful and relaxing and challenging and push me. And I just love it. Um, so I could stay here a whole lot longer, but also the house we live in is a family home where the family does want to move back in at some point. So I know we won't be here for a very long time. And I would love to own a home. I did love owning our last home so much in Reno. Um, but I just don't feel as much of a need for it as he does. But also as he's feeling that need, I bet that we will own a home not too far off from now. Um, do I miss home ownership now that I am a mom? I'm trying to think about that. I don't think so because I think I feel just so tied to this house. I was 10 weeks pregnant when we moved in. And so I got to do all my nesting here. This is where we brought her home. I just kind of love this house for right now. Um, And speaking to my younger self, I used to think like we need to save this much money before we have a kid. We need to own a house before we have a kid. We need to know where we're living. We need to feel totally secure in this area. This area and this area, and have this together. And oh my gosh, if you want the baby, just have the baby. That's my advice. Because now that I have her, I'm like, wow, I could have done this way long time ago if I wanted to. Um, I'm still trusting that our timing was the right timing. But if I could go back to like, I don't know, Sayla, what do you think? 24, 25, 26, 27, maybe even 24, so my mom could have met her, huh? I probably would. Because I I know I might be making it sound like a lot of work today um, because it is a full time. Huh? It's so full time. (laughs) She looks so tired. She's rolling her eyes in the back of her head. Yes, you are. But I love it. Like, I hope I can emphasize that enough. I love it so much. My favorite things are she's like a buddy to do things with all day long. I get to wake her up. She smiles at me. We get to lay in the sun together and go for walks. As she gets older, like I'm so excited just to learn her personality and to hear things that she likes and see who God created her to be. I just like best thing ever, seriously. Um, And I would, if I could go back, I would do it younger, I think. (laughs) Because I think I've been ready for her since I was like 24, to be honest. Um, but I was too like, no, we still have to get this done. We have to do this. We're not ready yet. We're not ready yet. And I was terrified of how I was going to work. And you just, you truly do just figure it out. Yes. Things look different. Yes. You have less time, but you will still make the things happen that are most important to you. And so work is one of those things for me. And so I'm still able to make it happen and I would do whatever it took to make it happen. Um, and it's totally good. And it's so fun. And I will say, my hairdresser once told me, she's like, everybody tells you how hard it is before you have kids, but nobody nobody tells you that it will be better. And in my experience, that has felt true. I feel like life is even better. Um, definitely has more challenges, but just like anything else, anything else, owning a business, marriage, owning a home, anything else, moving across the country, like traveling all the time, if that's your dream, anything else that you want to do that is good and worth having also comes with that equal amount of hard. And that's okay. It's totally fine. It's like when we got Abby and she was a little puppy. Um, I had to wake up way more in the middle of the night with Abby. Oh my gosh. I probably woke up four or five times a night with Abby to take her potty because we crate trained her. Sayla, I've only ever had to wake up two times 
And I know every baby is different, but for us, like I'd wake up way more with Abby. Um, and when we first got her, it was like, she could only have tiny little times in her crate. So I'd put her in her crate and set an alarm for 30 minutes and see how much work I could get done there and then check on her and then let her out to go potty and then come back and then meet with a client and then hang up the phone and send their follow-up email and run and get Abby and take her potty and make sure she got food and all those things. Right. And so, um, that was a challenge in itself too, but having Abby's the best thing ever too. Like, Oh, I love her and life is so good and so much more rich with her. And so that, like, that's the overall thing. It's hard and challenging, but all of those things get you the best gift ever. That's how I'm kind of trying to think of it. Um, also I'm going to, you're going to hear me clicking cause I'm looking up a verse that has been speaking to me and I just want to say it right it is. I literally Googled. I'm like, okay, God, you put this verse on my heart. What is that verse? It's the one where you lay down your life for a friend. So it's greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. So that is the verse that is speaking to me in motherhood, that I have the greatest love in the whole world. And then I can lay down my old life for this new life. And that that is the best love that I can give to little Sayla and the best love that we can share and that I can grasp and learn my new identity and be okay with it, not fight it. I remember when we first moved to San Luis Obispo, I went through like such a um, dark period, maybe around like seven months after living there where I just felt like, what, what did we do? Why did we move here? Can we take this back? Can we go back to Ventura? This is so uncomfortable. I have no friends. I feel so lonely. And it was like the, the, the storm before the, whatever, I don't even know what that saying is, but, um, before the brightness and the sunshine and rainbows and everything. Um, because I just felt like, did we make the biggest mistake ever? And I remember reaching out to a friend who I knew also moved and she called me and she said, you know what helped me the most? I couldn't accept this new place where we live until I stopped trying to make it the old place where we lived. So for me, it was, I was trying to make San Luis Obispo my new Ventura, the town I grew up in and trying to recreate life exactly as it was in Ventura in slow. And that was just not working for me. I had to accept that I was no longer in Ventura and figure out what my new life looked like with my new friends. I had to get out there, put myself out there, make friends. I went to meetup groups. That was so uncomfortable, but I got some of my best friends in the whole world from there. Um, and I had to completely lay down my old life to pick up my new one. And that is what God's teaching me in this season right now with Selah that I need to lay down my old life and embrace and just be grateful for my new one. Even if that means I'm doing some work on my off days, you know, and that's okay. This is what I chose. This is what I want. Um, and I just want to be grateful for it. So as I'm recording this, this week, this is the week that my hormones have felt the hardest and I have felt the most challenged for sure. So you're catching me right in the middle of a challenge. And that is how I am trying to overcome the challenge. I am trying to stop comparing. I am trying to not give a lot of weight to those thoughts in my head that are like, you know, is this fair? Are Marco and I doing this 50 50? How does he feel? How do I feel? Do I feel like this is harder than he does? That kind of thing. Um, I don't really struggle with comparing myself to other people on social media. Um, It's more so just me comparing my current life to my old one. And there we go. We have a reminder that tomorrow is the start of the work week coming up on my calendar. (laughs) Um, So I can't remember if there was anything else I wanted to talk about you guys. Um, I think that was it. But if you are a mom, I see you. You are so amazing. Oh my gosh. I have so much respect for mothers. There 
I mean, it's a 24 seven, every moment of every day kind of thing. And you know, you're responsible for this little life and growing, like you're not just responsible for a baby. You're responsible for raising a new human into a world to be a good person. Um, and like getting to learn about them. And I just, I know, and I see you and I see that there's so many joys and it's the best thing in the whole world and there's overwhelm and it's hard and you are constantly trying to balance things in your own way. And it can sometimes feel like people just look at you and see you as a mom or look right past you and look right to the baby. But I want you to know that I see you and that your identity is still there and that you're amazing and that people probably are seeing you. They're just labeling it mom, right? And so just remember that. Know that you are seen. Know that I am here to support you. Whether you just reach out in a DM, whether you're joining me for coaching, uh, whatever it is, I see you and I'm so grateful to support you. And I am so grateful for Sayla. I am so grateful for my career and the flexibility and getting to work from home and getting to support my clients. I'm so grateful my clients trust me in this season as I'm navigating personal life change to continue to support them and see them. And I'm trusting that as I share my own vulnerabilities and hard parts of the personal, that people, including my clients, will hi, just see that that only makes me more human and more able to see you and understand you and support you. Uh, right, right. Um, and I do want to share one thing as Sayla's making some... Some, I think those are some complaints, Sayla. What do you think? They sound a little bit like you're complaining, like maybe you're tired. Maybe you're ready for mom to be done with this. Yeah, you think so? I love you. I sure do. Hi. Uh, oh, you Hi. smile. You smiling. Hello. The other day I was nursing her and looking at her and feeling all of my emotions and crying and I had a moment where I felt bad, like, I shouldn't be crying. I'm nursing you. I'm so sorry. And she looked at me and smiled so big. And I just thought to myself, or this was God talking to me. I don't know which one. But I was like, she doesn't care. She spends half her life crying. She's more comfortable with her emotions than any of us. Right? You don't care who's around or what's happening. You just know if you got an emotion, you got to feel it. Huh. Yeah, you're having some joys and some 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 hard feelings. I can't really tell. Oh, yeah, you're talking. You're talking to everybody. You want to have a, a word with the people on the podcast? You go ahead. You go ahead. You want to do some talking? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You feeling a little tired, my love? Okay. Yeah, I hear ya. I hear ya. Here, let's be cozy this way while we finish up, okay? Yeah, that's right. That's right. There you go. Um, so that's it, my friends. Thanks for hanging with Sayla and I in our living room. <laughs> We're actually in our office, but a living room sounds nice. Uh, I love you so much. I promise to keep it real with you and share all the ups, all the downs, share all the feelings so that you know you're not alone and that you can continue to grow into who you want to be, into who God created you to be, as I would say it, um, even through change, even through things that are amazing and the best things that have ever happened to you and while there's some hard parts to it. Hi, sweetie. Here. Here. Yeah. Yeah. You want to be bounced? You want to do some bouncing? So I love you guys. I see you. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you so much for being here with me, for listening, for caring, for all of it. 
I am so excited to continue to share this journey with you. Love you. Bye. Who is your coach? If you don't have one, I'd love to be yours. If you're ready to take what you're learning on this podcast to the next level and apply it to your life, come check out Aligned Coaching. Coaching with me, where we will address challenges, work toward your goals, and you will have a safe space to grow into the you you want to be. We have group coaching calls, written coaching, where you can submit a question anytime, and Zoom hangouts to connect with other women in the community. We also have hours of courses and content that I've created just for you. Come join us at pageschmidt.com forward slash coaching.